Match day five, Atletico Ottawa nil, Pacific FC one. Back-to-back home losses, but unlike the first one, this result couldn't have been any less deserving. We're going to go over that and more this week on After the Whistle. Let's go. And welcome to ATO After the Whistle, the weekly podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I am Johnny MacArthur. I am here with Patrick Dornan, as always, every Tuesday, all season long, bringing you reactions, analysis, and probably a few hot takes. Patrick, how are you feeling this week? Honestly, I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm still buzzing a little bit from the game on Saturday. Never uh, been so buzzing uh, after a loss. I know, right? And like, I, I don't know. I, we walked away from some games last season that were wins but didn't feel like wins. And this yeah. was a loss that felt like a win, I think, yeah. for most of the fans there. So it's it's weird it's for for me it's like i i literally am extremely you know bipolar with this result as far as like you know one second i'm like wow we look so good you know all these shots all the all, all, all of this uh, uh aggression like we looked like we could have won any second and then i'm also like two home losses in a row bro yeah that's not too fucking good is it yeah <laughs> yeah that's true but uh we're gonna we're gonna break the cycle on tuesday that's yeah. gonna happen so yeah we'll break the cycle so give me some of your overall thoughts of the game other than the fact that you know we should have won it yeah i mean obviously it's a tough loss uh but yeah. i think on the positive side i think it was the best form i've seen of the team and i don't know about you all season 100%. um it's like all the pieces finally fell into place for a game yeah. and we got yeah. to see the team play the way that they're supposed to be playing Mm -hmm. Um, you know we had Becky back finally Uh, we had most of our starters I mean obviously there's some injury issues but eventually they'll be back but we had most most of our starters so our starting 11 was was strong Um, the weather was beautiful it was perfect football weather for the match Um, you know the dub was hype you love those evening (laughs) you love those you love those evening games where it starts all nice and sunny and then you know the you get the floodlights about halfway through and starts getting a little cooler as, as the game heats up yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, you know, it's it was Mother's Day for for those of you out there who who have moms. I guess that's, that's everybody true. here. <laughs> um, my mom actually uh, is an ATO fan. She listens to this podcast. Hey, mom, nice. uh, you're listening. Hi, <laughs> I love you. Sorry uh, for cursing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she she doesn't. It's funny because in her words, when she talks about the podcast, uh, she basically says, "I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but it sounds like you're passionate." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it is. But I brought her and my sister out to the game. Uh, in, the, awesome. in the dub um, yeah. and afterwards she said it was the most exciting sport uh, live that she's ever been to she loved the energy of the dub amazing um, so I mean if you know uh, you know a 50 year old woman can uh, enjoy it <laughs> the magic's there so so can you yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so great Mother's Day game um, but yeah switching back to the team um, ball movement excellent uh, it was yep. good to see the guys finally communicating it's been something we've been harping on on the podcast for, for a couple episodes yep. um, there were no I don't think I mean maybe there were a couple minor ones but there was no major miscommunications between players um, which was which was awesome to see uh, Becky was back in uh, in the defensive role so mm-hmm. our defense went from you know good to I think excellent mm-hmm. um, they kept the shots out uh, officiating still an issue we'll talk about it a little bit later um, obviously Cargo got sent off in like the 72nd minute which was <laughs> fucking stupid it's but. so fun that's that's a, that's a thing I keep like forgetting whenever I think about the game too it's like you know you're on the high about the about the, the performance and then on the low about the result and you know you think about these and then you remember oh yeah he got a 
red for some dumb reason. Yeah, well. which uh, you know, like, yeah, that, that puts more of a damp- <laughs> that puts more of a damper on it than losing the fucking game. <laughs> so, speaking of the defense that uh, you were talking about and how it was, you know, really, really good this week. Um, we want to talk. I, I want to talk about you know probably the only mistake really that we had seen that I didn't really it was probably on their goal. I yeah, mean, it was like the only time that he wasn't really covered. Probably uh, that the only time that Diaz really had some breathing room. And I mean, it was like a freak bounce anyway. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't you know it, it it wasn't an egregious mistake, but it was probably the only one. Yeah. And I don't even know, honestly, Johnny, I don't even know if that was that much of a mistake. I mean, there wasn't a no, whole, I don't no. think there was a whole lot Nathan could have done to stop it's that. It's being so. nitpicky. Like, it's literally <laughs> being nitpicky because we were just so solid the entire game. Yeah, and I know there was, like, in the dub, and you probably heard it on the broadcast. Actually, I heard it on the broadcast, and I watched it today. But hmm. um, the fans weren't super happy because there was, a, you know, a, a little bit of a question mark as to whether or not he was offside. Um, I hate to break it to y'all out there in the podcast sphere, but I rewatched it in slow motion and several times. And unfortunately, he was onside by like by like a half a cleat. Essentially, I think it was uh, Sissoko. So um, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens sometimes. Good goal. I I did. I did pick up watching the replay that it definitely looked like uh, Dada Luke handled the ball. Yeah. In the lead up to it. Yep. And I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a bit of a tough angle. Like, I caught a screenshot that makes it look obvious. Cla- classic <laughs> soccer Twitter move. Like, yeah. here's a, here's a freeze frame. It's definitely a handball. It's like that's not evidence. I don't who, know. But who are you? Who are, a, who are you? No finished sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely one of those like if there was VAR, it might have been caught and then yeah. called off. But like, it's it's too close to for a, a regular referee to probably have seen that. That kid moves too damn fast to have picked yeah, that up. Yeah, anyway, for sure. So, so uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, overall. I mean, again, kind of disappointing, uh, but I think we played well. Um, and then, you know, yeah. we'll, get into the de- yeah. we'll get into the details yeah. of why we played so well in a bit. Why don't <laughs> yeah. we start out with some of our standouts? I know you want to start out I with, do. The, with the boy I wonder do. himself. I do. The boy wonder himself. Uh, yeah. like Baloo Tabla, top of my standout again, second week in a row where he's right yep. at number one with a bullet. Mm-hmm. So him and Malcolm Shaw play excellent together. Um, some of those little tricky plays and like back kicks and stuff. I was just like in awe watching Baloo Tabla come into, you know, he, 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 grew into a beautiful flower with our team now. So uh, it's, it's honestly, he's incredible. And I'm so glad that he finally is where I think we all expected him to be when he came onto the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just dummying defenders. Like the guy has like glue on his feet as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And watching him deke around some of those, some of those specific defenders uh, and get shots. I mean, the first 10 minutes there was what he had two or three shots yeah, in the first, te- like first, that. first 20 minutes of the game. So ridiculous. just, just insane. So I, how I mean I'll throw it to you after, but this is why I think it's working so much. Um, having him playing up top is really unlocking sort of like a lot of his potential, right? And I mean obviously he likes to run out defenders, mm-hmm. possibly being an out wide player um, in a in a in a setup where maybe we're set up a little lower. Yeah. So he doesn't really get the chain like he has to bypass the midfield before he even gets to a defender. So maybe that wasn't the best use of his, um, you know, his trickiness, like his speed, <laughs> his his ingenuity, like maybe sticking him up top where he basically, you know, can show everyone I'm the best player on this pitch and I am going to, you know, absolutely dummy all your defenders and, well, and, and send them to the shadow realm like <laughs> do that all game. And maybe this is an experiment that we need to, you know, continue with. I said it last week when uh, yeah. when uh, he, you know, had that little spell up top and he was immediately magic. He was magic all game. Yeah, well, and, and it's funny that you say that. You're like, oh, he had to go through midfielders and defenders. 
but he did it, which was the best part to watch. <laughs> like he's like, oh, there's three guys defending me. Yeah, there's that's yeah. actually zero in Baloo Tabla like <laughs> like estimation. Yeah. So um, the thing, but, the thing about that is, if he's starting further back, then you know after the mo- after the, the 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 sequence, it ends with a pass to a player, yeah, which which, which you know, and he, maybe we don't have one in a good spot because we're leaving him on an island of a, 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 a little bit. But when he's playing up top after the sequence, it ends with a shot on yeah, target, which yeah, is why so, we finished with eleven of them. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Twenty three shots, eleven on target, like just yeah. mind blowing for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, Baloo Tablo is number one. He is great. Um, which is awesome. But I really want to talk about my second person on the list, which all of us were extremely happy about in the stands (laughs) at the game. And that is Sissako. Thank God. Jesus, man, this guy was on our shit list for so long. And like, I don't know if it's because Becky's back or he's listened to us shit on him every week, but like he was exceptional (laughs) in the defensive role this week. Calm, collected, smart defender for the whole 90 minutes. He blocked a bunch of shots. Uh, I, I again from the dub I kept finding myself pleasantly surprised every time he touched the ball because I was mm-hmm. my, my expectations were so low and then it was all it was good like I think it's it's yeah. good to see he's finally hit his stride um, so welcome to the you know the ATO after the whistle rehabilitation plan Abdul <laughs> Sasako you have joined Baloo in the standout players this week well I mean it's it, you love to see it because yeah. I mean obviously not every player comes into a new team and hits the ground running right off the bat i mean you're you're expecting a bit of a transitionary period right and i mean if you hit a a performance like that only five games in that's that's a pretty good turnaround yeah especially for someone that probably hadn't played a lot of football in the past year before coming here probably wasn't match fit probably a little out of shape you and we're we're also just forgetting the fact that you know these we we brought what seven players back from last season yeah this is is the thing i was talking with thomas about this the other day actually i think a lot of people underestimate how big our turnover was or they forget how big our turnover was because we're such a loud fan base that doesn't shut the fuck up about how massive we think we are (laughs) but (laughs) the thing the the reality is i mean you know there's like we're that papers over the cracks in that okay we brought seven players back and we have a new coach like it's not it's not completely unthinkable that we're not clicking everywhere immediately and I for one am a little bit flabbergasted that we clicked this well five games into the season like, yeah it was scary how good we looked I on think Saturday. I think most people expected us to hit our stride kind of mid-season um yeah. and to, to hit that five games in is yeah. just uh chef's kiss to the team for this for hopefully for the rest of the season yeah. um but yeah so Sasaka's on my standout um I mean, Nathan Ingham, fantastic all game. Uh, There's mm-hmm. nothing really he could have done about that goal, but like his save on that last breakaway. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that alone, that alone was, was worth it. I mean, you're right about the goal too. Like his do he dove for the shot that hit the post and then there was absolutely no way he was getting back no, to, to, get, to no. get the rebound. I mean, it just so, wasn't going to happen. The only question really was, you know, could he have reached the ball before it hit the post? And I've thought about it. I watched it again. He is screened a bit when the shot first comes in, so he probably doesn't see it right away. And that yeah, could well, could contribute to why he didn't get across early enough to 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 get a hand to it before it hit the post. Well, but and I, I also this think... This is all nitpicking. Like yeah, this. well, that's just it. Like, I think the angle of the shot was that, that like, most of us expected it to go, go wide. Like, so, um, you know, I don't blame Nathan for... I think thinking the same thing, he made the dive just in case it didn't, and it just happened to hit yeah. the hit the upright and bounce, yeah. perfect bounce, and that was well, it. Well, that's so. just it, right? It's that sometimes it just happens that way for you, yeah. and it was a perfect bounce for someone who was perfectly onside and ready to <laughs> uh, to, to head it in the far po- in the far corner. And, yeah, you know, 
fair, fair, fair to him. More, yeah. more, more power to him. Yeah, but uh, for sure. Um, and then I would say my my last um, would be uh, I really like seeing Ollie Bassett's play this game. Yeah. Um, I yep. think he's back to form. Uh, mm-hmm. He he stumbled a little bit I think in the six one loss, and then he he was coming back in the two two York draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, again, another time where I was delighted to watch him play. Uh, he made a, like a back kick pass, I think, to Malcolm Shaw, like 10 minutes, seven minutes in. And mm-hmm. the like on the broadcast, you can hear the entire crowd go like, oh, <laughs> like, he just, like he just dunked on this dude. <laughs> like it was uh, it was well, this it is was amazing. this is why this is why it was so fun watching yeah. this from home. We yeah. talk about moments like that and why why we look so good, because there were little individual skill moments like that where you literally could hear everyone start cheering. Yeah. There was a moment in the second half when Malcolm Shaw Back heel, nutmegged, Kunle yeah. Dada Luke. Yeah, it was great. And the whole absolutely sent him for hot dogs. And you could hear the whole dub just losing their shit. They're like, there's no way you just did that. Yeah. There's no way you just back heel, nutmegged this guy. No, exactly. So, How does I that mean, even work? It was so good to see that for, during the game. It's confidence, right? Um, it's confidence, it's composure, and, and, and to uh, having you know that sort of confidence you know, after losing yeah. 6-1 at home two games ago is, is really nice. We were talking about me, uh, uh, mental strength coming out of that and you know the fact that they have the confidence to pull off some of these tricks is just you know testament to uh against against his like like in bass's case against his old team like that's so good to see um i would say honorable mention for me is uh bahu he played a great game um nothing wrong he he, he did didn't he i know i'm not gonna lie like i was pretty i wasn't surprised but i was like pleasantly surprised Mm. i think i was obviously i was hoping he was gonna get some stars because he's pretty uh he was pretty spoken pretty highly of, and we also need the under twenty one. Well, and, and I think I think that's you're going to see him folded into the formation a lot more, just because. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're at sitting at like a hundred minutes, hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah. Some teams are up over a thousand already, so yeah. we have to hit <laughs> two thousand by the end of the season. So yeah. it's going to be a tough a tough bar to hit. But yeah. uh, I certainly then, would yeah. not complain about seeing him on the right wing more. No. And you know, throwing. Uh, throw, I mean, I thought Malcolm did really well on the left too. Yeah. Like I, I like, I like him there because I, I remember we talked about this last season. But um, when he had been stuck on the right wing under under Mista, but I'm pretty sure um, before he came to Ottawa, he had a uh, switch between playing up top and also playing um, that uh, inside forward left wing role. Yeah, which and- he's good at. He's good at it. Yeah, well, it seemed that He's deep. Good. Like it was nice to watch him play that deep and, and get a yeah. few crosses during this game. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, special shout out to Carl Howarth, Mr. Ottawa himself, back in red in the nation's capital, in front the of the man. home crowd. The man. So, uh, and he played a, he played a, a great you know half because um, I think he came on in 60, 60 minutes or somewhere around there. Something like that. It was he, yeah. he didn't he didn't have a lot on there. He he got he's, he's getting his legs back in him. Yeah, exactly. Him. So, so. Uh, but it was really cool to see. Uh, yeah, sixty three minutes. So it was cool to see okay. him out there. He played a played a, f- a fairly good game. I I thought um, in your first game back. So uh, so some really great stand up players. Um, what about you, Johnny? Who's on your list that may not be on my list? Um, so, I mean, I think the I think the return of Becky was fantastic. Mm. I, and like like we were saying, I think our whole back line was just stellar. I mean, Neba again. I mean, does he yeah. ever put a foot wrong? It was just it was incredible. I, I think the 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 Neba um, Suzuko uh, yes. a center back pairing was yes. outstanding. And, yes. and I remember before the game, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like they're really fast up top. Is this going to be good enough? You're goddamn right, it was good enough. But you don't think, have to run. You don't have to run if you're in the right position. No, right? but and I, I, mean, and I think I think that was I honestly think that was all Becky being able to control that back line and read the play 
and 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 put them or help them uh, yeah. position themselves in the right spot. And well, we talked we talked about the six one loss and yeah. how we were really missing a captain out there, right? And mm. you know, and, and this is this, this was the same center back pairing that uh, that you know conceded six goals after. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Is it no? Sorry, no. Cunha was in the back there. This is the center yeah. back pairing that we had at York because it was it was slapdash because uh, Espejo went off. Yeah, so, exactly. So, but just starting together, it, it looked looked very good, and yeah. I assume we're probably going to see that more in the future. I don't think we're going to see Suzuko in the midfield, even though we thought we might see that. I think he's going to be a center back, and you know what? If he keeps playing like he did on Saturday, then I have no problems with that. Yeah, I agree, and we have yeah. a huge depth in the midfield, so we can definitely yeah, afford fine. to let him screen back to the center back role. Yep. So, on the same token, is there any uh, player that you were disappointed with? Um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple. Um, one of them, I, I feel bad putting him on the list, but, like, it was kind of just... He, he, so, Alman came on late in the game. I think mm-hmm. he came on with, like, four minutes, six minutes left plus injury. And yeah. just, like, didn't generate any momentum. Um, obviously, I think he was really frustrated to watch him play out there. Like, there's a bunch of, like, him kind of throwing his hands down or, like, getting yeah. upset just because yeah. the ball wasn't going his way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then he, like, left the pitch immediately when the game ended, which yeah. I, I'm i not a fan of. I think yeah. you should stay on with the team and, like, thank the crowd. <laughs> but um, I understand if you have a rough game, you might want to, like, peace out to the locker room and, you know, collect your thoughts or whatever. But... It's weird. I can I can almost like understand it more uh, when it's a player that wasn't really on the pitch for that long, because mm. they're like probably even more frustrated, right? They're like, I didn't even get into the swing of things at all, so I didn't even feel. You know, they might not even feel like they played at all. They're just like, well, I'm just gonna go back and, and just try and collect my thoughts because. Well, and, like, and maybe you know, that was it, right? Like maybe yeah. he was just frustrated. He didn't play a lot, and he never got to yeah. get into his stride. And yeah. that's and then happens sometimes, yeah. right? Like if someone subs in late, especially they're an attacking option, and and they they probably see a team that was there for the taking after after the way that we were playing the whole game, and then you know when things just don't come off, you yeah you get you get pretty angry. So yeah yeah um so yeah so he's on there I think for this week um but with an asterisk because obviously he didn't play that much yeah yeah um no, exactly. and the the one that's definitely up there I think. We're all ready to hear We're all the name. thinking this. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Wright. It was Brian Wright. Ah, my God. Um, it's tough because he's a fantastic player, and we've seen him mm. score goals already this season. Yeah. Um, but we talked about the Malcolm Shaw experiment last week. Uh, but the time for it, in my opinion, is over. I think we've seen that it wasn't working that well, and this game really solidified the fact that it's just not a good pairing and not a good system that we're running that puts him in in there so like i'm not saying obviously brian wright's an excellent player but i just think there was no serious threat from him it yeah. almost became like the shaw tablet show in the front which is yeah. which is i mean obviously they're both skilled players as well but mm-hmm. um i would like to maybe lean into that a little bit more and then find a better role for wright whether he's coming on as as a as a, as a later sub for malcolm or what but like i think we need to play around with the front a little bit because we saw that we had all the, the you know the midfield was controlled the defense was just absolutely stellar solid mm-hmm. defense and yeah. then we just couldn't finish and that there's was the, pieces like, that, there's, it's, it's <laughs> almost like there's just going to be like obviously putting tablet up, up yeah. front was one of those things where you just switch a piece around mm-hmm. and things start working so much better I, I feel like there's just one more piece switch that needs to happen and then everything will start clicking I mean maybe maybe Brian's uh, 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 position is maybe it's a systematic issue you know maybe yeah. he's uh he d- he's not good in a double striker system with you know a midfield line that's you know has a line of engagement is a little deeper back like maybe yeah. he needs to be up top by himself with two wingers that push up really high on the same level as him or something right i mean there's there's many different ways to play striker no exactly and i think that that's 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 
that's the biggest problem here is just the current yeah. system we're running isn't yeah. working for him and Shaw in those roles. Um, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the, you know, the next couple games we got this week. But, yeah, um, yeah that's that's where I'm at. So, Alamin with an asterisk, Brian Wright, unfortunately, also there. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, let's let's, let's talk about what. So what did how what was different between what we did on Saturday and what we did the uh, the week before at, uh, at York Line Stadium? Like, well, why do we look so much better this time? I think, yeah, I think I think that it was just us d- developing what we had kind of built a foundation of in York mm-hmm. and then bringing that to a game that was a little bit higher profile. Like, we're playing the number one team in the league. We're playing, Yeah, uh, they have a lethal offense. So we talked about it last week when we were saying, like, well, what are we looking forward to this week? We need to yeah. shut, shut down their offense. And aside from that one kind of post-fluky goal, like, we did. We did. They had eight shots, two on target, mm-hmm. 25% accuracy, which is dog shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, we, we did it right. It's just, like, we kind of got unlucky. And, and that's that's tough to say. But, um, you know, I think that our defense is finally back to early season form. Yeah. Um, transitions from the defense to the offense were awesome. I think that that's the type of play that Atletico – is going to run all season is that quick transition mm-hmm. uh, from a, you know, taking a defensive ball somewhere in the high, like low mid center back role and pushing it out to the wings and down. And that's where we were most lethal during this game. The amount of crosses, yeah. like, can we talk about the final 10 minutes of the game? <laughs> like just obscene, the amount of pressure that we were putting on Pacific yeah, just, at the just, end of the just, game. I just asked my fiance, I was literally punching the ceiling at one time. Like, <laughs> yeah. how have we not scored, scored yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there was... I mean, our, our offensive stats were ridiculous. Like you said, 23 shots to their eight. 11 shots on target to their two. Seven block shots to their six, three. 16 shots in the box. 16. Ridiculous. <laughs> to their two. To yeah. their two. And the, the weird thing is that you see all these offensive stats, and then you think, oh, well, then, you know, you probably had pretty good possession. 37%. Yeah. 37%. <laughs> remember, remember last week when I was saying how much I didn't give a shit about, about possession for the most part? There. Here's a great example of that. Yeah, and for all you, uh, you uh, stats-only folks out there, like, if you looked at that, you'd be like, oh, they got crushed but anyone yeah. that was watching the game or at the game like <laughs> ottawa controlled the game like it's they true. did it's so weird it's so it's so it will it's just it's 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 taking advantage of people uh, uh passing the ball around and doing nothing with it and then yeah. the moment you get it absolutely turning it into into a, a a lethal situation immediately and i mean we we not only did we did we uh dominate all of the offensive stats we dominated all of the defensive stats as well i mean i'm pretty sure we won more tackles we won more duels we won more duels in the air yeah. we just stopped we everything yeah we won like almost 60 percent of the duels in the air so i mean like if you're looking at the stats great but like maybe like look a little deeper because when you look at stuff like that like yeah i i think we proved that while we may not be dicking around with the ball in our half Mm -hmm. like when we do get the ball we're we're deliberate with it which i like to see it's less like fucking passing around trying to like make something work well, here's my question for you. This is my mailbag question for you, Patrick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is this curious. is this cargo ball? Is this what we've been trying to do the whole time? I, I I think so. I honestly think that this was the first time that I think we saw flashes of it last week uh, at York, and I think this was cargo had the right players available. He played them in the formation that he's been developing for the first five games of the season, and yep. we we saw it. We saw it. It was like. We lost, and it felt like a win just yeah. for how well the boys played. And like mm-hmm. to me, that's that's pure pure cargo at this point, which is nice to see because I think it was something that like last season was tough because Mista obviously had a game plan and just never really shook out for him to 
implement it the way he wanted. And I think that five games in Carlos Gonzalez has like figured out the formula. (laughs) You know, he's like Walter White in like like Breaking Bad. Like he's figured the formula. He just needed the ingredients and now he's got them. And I mean, like I can't, I can't say enough good things about them. Even though it was a loss, I can't say enough good things about the team. Eleven so, corners, Patrick. Yes, eleven, eleven to two. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, how, you know how much I love corners. I know, I know, and and honestly, like Ollie Bassett, like I, I, his corners are getting a lot better. Like I think at the beginning of the season, I don't know if he's shaky or what, but his his set pieces and his corners are starting to get to where we need them to be. I yeah, think. there's a, there's a few that weren't great, but there's yeah. a few that were. You know, there's a few that were. I mean, those two open Becky headers yeah. yep. that you know went just, right into just Irving's a hands. Rocket. Just a rocket. But too. but that's but that's just yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like that that is such a classic friggin' corner straight into the penalty spot where there's a big man waiting there to, to massive man to just head it into the net. And you know, a little bit better uh, aiming on the headers, and you know, we could have been two goals of the good in the first half. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So you wanted you probably want to talk about officiating. Oh games. my god, I know you love talking about it. I mean, love it. I hate, I hate, I fucking hate talking about officiating. <laughs> so see, the, the, here's what I want to say is that like I don't like it either, and I didn't like I didn't notice anything really bad about it until Cargo got sent off. Yeah, I mean, I think Tabla got fouled a few times, and there was some stuff that got missed. Um, that that happens. I think overall yeah. the refer the officiating refereeing on this game was probably the best we've seen all season. Yeah, it was good. Ta- uh, By the way, I want to throw this. At, you might not heard it on the broadcast, but uh, Belu Tabla is uh, the most fouled player in the league. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. He's the uh, he's the he's the Jack Grealish of the Canadian Premier League, and you yeah. know what? That kind of makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not as unlucky as Jack Grealish sometimes when he comes on. So. No, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, but you know, probably could have had some cards for him. Yeah, I, th- I think but, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got you got like Sasako picked up our first yellow of the game. I I watched it like the guy fouled he fouled one of their players and then fouled a second one directly in front of the referee. So I was like, you know what? That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair <laughs> game. Was, was the yellow for the fouls, or was it for kicking the ball away, or was it for all of it together? I think it was. I think it was everything. But like, I watched it. And he like he fouled a guy that was like arguably a maybe a 50-50 on the ball, and yeah. then immediately fouled the guy immediately after that. And I was like, not in, direct, like ten feet from the referee. I was like, bro, don't do that. Like, you deserve that, yeah, bro. But, don't do that. But that being said, I mean, we talked about Sasako in our standouts. Like, it was nice to see him putting the effort in, yeah, like, even yeah, if it ended in a card. Well, let's just say you know if you put if you get if if you put it in a shift like that and still get a card, I don't really give a shit. Either. Yeah, well, it's just it. I'll so. forgive that. It's, a, um, it's, when, it's when you're putting up like a 5.5 5. 5 out of 10 performance and still getting yellows that are just angry yellows that you start yeah. thinking, oh, okay, like maybe maybe sk- uh, maybe it calm, there, calm it down yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so so the cargo ejection so I was yeah. like 73 minutes in mm-hmm. and just oh my god just a clown decision by like a yep. butthurt a butthurt referee in my opinion yep. um, I mean if, you, if you're so if you're refing at this league level and you're a professional football referee and mm-hmm. you can't take a little bit of foul language from the bench you shouldn't be fucking officiating as far as I'm concerned well, like th- this yeah well that's what I'm saying and and it's like okay do I just assume that the ref is an idiot and I do that a lot you know do I want to make that assumption and then be done with it or the other side of my brain says okay straight red seems a little harsh yeah do I want to maybe look at the other side of the coin and say what did he say well, but like, honestly, man, like you don't see Jurgen Klopp or Tuchel getting ejected for going off. Like if you've seen any footage of them at Premier League games, they fucking go off. Well, and that's like, why I'm wondering what, what did he say? What did he think he heard him say? Like, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. And again, you know, uh, 
Obviously, no one wants to start any rumor of anything like that. But mm. I, it's I think I think all of us just want to know what was said so that we can you know have a a, a, a proper opinion on this call. Yeah, because I mean, if it, right. again. We, we don't know and I wish we yeah. did but at the same time like Cargo if you're listening like we love you <laughs> and what you've done for the club so oh, for sure um, I mean if you want to if you want to come to the GCP on Friday for the watch party you know during your one game suspension <laughs> since you're not going to be in Hamilton <laughs> we will welcome you with open arms <laughs> oh. oh man um, but yeah so anyway I, I don't want to belabor this but like I'll say mm. it again for everyone out there Soccer Canada needs to get it the fuck together because like you can't <laughs> like the players are made of glass the coaches are going to beak off so like please just officiate accordingly this is a professional league this isn't like under 13 soccer where we're hoping oh, if there's a challenge I mean, there's got to be a foul every time or a card like mm. these are adults let them play the game just shrug off the insults from the bench unless it's like egregious yeah. and and let's just play football that's what we're here to do so yep egos in check lads egos in check yeah all right so what what do you, you know we did pretty <laughs> a lot of time we talk about what what can we improve for the next game i mean mm. i don't i don't is there anything we can improve for the next game except maybe shooting the ball where the goalie isn't yeah i think that's the, really that's the uh that's the big one the finish we have to finish like 23 shots 11 on target 50 percent accuracy and we still didn't get a goal yeah. and like I want to say, like I mean, obviously, um, you know, Irving played a, a, a great game. I have to give mm-hmm. it to him. It makes sense why he was, you know, in the CPL, um, CPL team of the week or whatever power rankings, mm-hmm. uh, because he played an excellent game. He was yeah. a great, great between the pipes. However, I think that a lot of that was just headers directly at him, shots directly at him, and it's like. I mean, I want Blue Tablet to like, you know, shoot around him next time because I watched it and I was like, oh no, why did you put that right in his right there's into his couple, gloves? There's yeah. a couple of rough ones. There's there's a, there's a chance that actually that Malcolm had when he was coming in off the left as well. Mm. And, you know, basically basically just rolled it right into his hands. Yeah. And so you, just, you think, man, how how did we do that eleven times and yeah. not uh, <laughs> and yeah. not not finish? Yeah. Finishing so I, drills, boys. So I mean, yeah, if we play like we did on Saturday and just focus a little bit more on ball placement for shots like I think it'll be a W it'll put us through to the next round of the V Cup so well, that's such a refreshing way to come into this game is to basically just say more of the same lads yeah like, more yeah. of the same and because like we like we said you know you keep doing that the results will come and they will I mean there's no you can't you you can't lose games like that week after week when you are just absolutely dominating the other team in, in every aspect of the game yep yeah for sure so just more of that boys you guys are doing great um, and I mean, I think maybe, maybe a small nitpicky issue, but like we, you talked about a little bit, like I think corner kicks just need to be a little tighter. Um, yeah, we had a lot, we had a lot of them. It would love to be a little more, be great to be a little more deadly on them. Yeah. Well, Especially and I think, I think, I think we saw it to start in the York game and then we saw it in this game, like the short passes that they were playing from the corner mm-hmm. were, were, were excellent. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's something we need to lean into a little bit more, yeah. um, and then develop around that. So you know, once we have that down, now we start focusing on the long ball to get those giant Drew Becky headers. So, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, what, whatever, whatever works, we should find one and then keep going with it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. Yes, CCSG mailbag. It's the mailbag, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> never get. <gets laughs> I was gonna say that that jingle will never get old. Uh, All right, welcome to the mailbag segment of ATO After the Whistle, where we take questions and topics exclusively from our CCSG members. See what happens when you join CCSG, you get an extra segment of the podcast just for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's, uh, I'll I'll open it up for one for you, Johnny. Um, 
All right. On Saturday, the team played very well without scoring, obviously, and ultimately losing the game. Last year, we walked away from victories, not feeling we've played half as well as the team did over the weekend. Would it be enough of a success this year to show consistency in performances, but miss out on the playoffs? Yes. In short, yes, I will say. Um, Because, like, I mean, it's absolutely right. Last season, you know, we stole wins. We stole draws. We played really great some games, but for the most part, we got outplayed a lot. There was some, mm. you know, bad results. There was some embarrassing results. There was a, a, a vehement lack of consistency. If we just play this well for the whole season, even if we just miss playoffs, you know, as as, lo- as long as we don't, you know, embarrass ourselves, as long as we don't uh, concede a record number of penalties, as long as we don't uh, put up a record low number of points... You know, if we show a good account of ourselves, even if we miss the playoffs, I will not be um, too upset, you know. And basically, let's not finish last this time, because if someone finishes below Edmonton, then they should, say, they should go down to League One Ontario. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, you're like, oh, like, we're not going to finish with the largest goal difference or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, Edmonton's in the league. We're not, we're, we're not going to be that low. Yes, uh, don't finish last, please. Yeah, For the love yeah. of God, don't finish last. <laughs> so, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? you agree? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would love to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. I think we have the team to do it. I just think it's yeah. going to it's going to take the effort. It's going to take it a, would lot, be a, a it lot. It would be a nice flex if yeah. we go from wooden spoon to, to a playoff team. Yeah. And I mean, even if we don't like win the league, which, you know, it, that's a tough road, I think, for any team. Mm. Um, but I think we have the we have the depth. We have the experience. We have the and, and now we have the system. Thanks to Carlos. Yeah. That is effective. So if we can just lean into that and do that a little bit more. Um, I think we're setting ourselves up for at least, you know, a playoff spot um, come the end of the season. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yep. Next question. When should you think, I'm going to put both of these at the same time, actually, because this is going to be a bigger discussion. Mm-hmm. When do you think we start giving starts to Vlad the Chad? <laughs> and are you expecting a lot of rotation on Tuesday? Um, I mean, I love that people are calling him Vlad the Chad. I think that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I would like, yeah, I, th- I think we almost have to. Um, I think that, a little bit of experimentation with Vlad. I mean, we usually bring him on late game, um, yeah. kind of as a, as a finisher, a closer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see how he does maybe in a starting role. Mm-hmm. Um, the cup game is a good opportunity to do that because now we're outside the, the regular CPL season. Yeah. Um, do I want to see a shit ton of <laughs> rotations on Tuesday? Uh, that's a, I, if we want to win, <laughs> I think we have to hedge our bets. Um, do I think we need to see some Canadian time? I mean, it sucks because it doesn't count. So like we can, we can, I mean, cause oh, it's, like the under, the under yeah. 21? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to get their legs under them, but this probably isn't the game for that. Um, yeah, I would like to see maybe some rotations on Tuesday, but not to any great extent. Maybe start, well, the, maybe start Vlad. And remember the first time we did yeah. some big rotations and we lost six, one. So maybe we just don't do that again. Yeah, um, that would be great. <laughs> Like um, I, I would for me like my for my money the big rotations I want to see I would love to see Vlad start maybe in the place of Brian and yes. I would lo- I'd love yeah. to see Melvin start for instead of Ingham just mostly because he deserves a start in a cup game that's why he's here you know obviously he's a backup keeper you get you give the backup the cup games or uh, and if he didn't get it he would understandably be very upset well so. and that, and and also like with Vlad. McGregor starting in the place of Brian Wright. I mean, maybe that's that's the change up we need in that role. Yeah, that maybe. will be the you know the key that unlocks the tomb of like whatever like <laughs> the, like Indiana Jones reference. The but, key yeah. that unlocks the tomb of cargo ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so yeah, so I, I would like to see a few changes, but please, yeah. Cargo, don't go too crazy. And uh, you know what? I would agree with you there because I think we, 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 it ties into the previous question. We were talking about, you know, it would be okay. Would we be fine with good performances if we miss out on playoffs? And I guess this, this is a looking forward to what do we expect out of this season? If we, what do we think is more likely? Are are we going to just, you know, throw the cup away so we can try to make playoffs? Or are we accepting, hey, maybe playoffs isn't super possible. Uh, we've got all these players on multi-years. This isn't a freaking do it and win now and then blow it up later if it doesn't work type of scenario. Maybe we put some muscle behind a good cup run. But I think you know, we, but maybe I think, we don't rotate. Maybe yeah. we go almost what our starting was over the weekend and just you know really fucking go for it. At least get to the later rounds. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have the the depth and the skill to do both. Honestly, um, mm. I think we can make a run in the V Cup this this year. I mean, we're playing York and they suck, so like we're we're in a good position to beat them tomorrow. Um, hopefully, for the first time, we will defeat you. Our, 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 <laughs> that's true. <laughs> defeat God, our that's nemesis. Like my least favorite. That's like least favorite like stat, stat in the history yeah. of our club. There's yeah. not. There's never. Never scoring against Forge is okay because they've won the league twice. So that's yeah. one I can deal with. But never beating York. Yeah, they're shit. So um, yeah. So hopefully that that will will break the curse on uh, on Tuesday. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I think that yeah maybe we do, maybe we can do both. Um, yeah if we can get this formations and strategy working towards, you know, victories in the, in the league and also victories at the cup, the cup level. Yep. So, yep. Um, all right. I got one for you. Do it. <clears throat> Becky, Neba, Espeo, Acosta, Tiso have all been wonderful this season. <laughs> That's like half the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that Cargo is thinking about putting them all together once healthy, or would he prefer to stick to his current game plan? So if I'm looking at this list of five players, that's uh, unless Acosta is playing right midfield, that's assuming a, bla- a back three, I suppose, mm-hmm. with Becky Nebo, Speo at center back, Tiso on the left, Acosta on the right. I I'd so, love yeah. to see it. Yeah. You know, I would love yeah. to see. It. Even even if it starts a four four two with the back four and then Acosta on the right wing, it sort of you know rotates into a three at the back. I I I would be shocked if we don't see those five players starting at least one game together at some point. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, think, like we say, we've got we've got the depth, we've got the rotation that we can play this. The idea I feel is that Cargo wants to be able to do is have the same system with different players. You can just plug and play into this without having to, you really change the game plan from game to game if we're switching players out. But do you think that that in that case, do you think that there's going to be a, a shift from the four four two to a different formation that's a three back? Probably not. Yeah. I think, but the, well, the thing the thing is, we do both, right? Like, obviously, we defend as a four four two, and then a lot of, most of the time when we attack, we tuck in, and then the the the, the right winger stays back as a right wing back, which is why I like not having Tablo there anymore. I hate him yeah. to be that far back. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, especially after a game like Saturday, it's you know he's probably looking at the result, looking at his players, and being like, see, like this is this is what we were trying to do, and and there's no reason. In, in, chopping and uh, cutting down and trying different things if you find something that works like well enough you know just build on that yeah for sure build them in my in my opinion anyways yeah no i would agree with that yeah um here's a long one that i'm gonna like paraphrase it's about red cards okay red cards all right in 2020 this is all including coaches we averaged one red card every three and a half games (laughs) so we played seven games that would mean two red cards um in 2021, we brought that down, averaging one card every 4.8 games. So far this season, in four games, we have two red cards. <laughs> killing it, killing it, and them, apparently. So, <laughs> and them, apparently. 
two red cards. I mean, okay, so yeah. you say two red cards, but so one this is, is this, what, this what is, is, is this the is four games. It's actually yeah, it's actually five games by the way, not four games. But I mean, when you say red cards, like that's the Becky Stomp. One of them is the Becky Stomp, and one of Cargo like beacon off. Like those aren't real red cards. Like let's be honest, guys. But that's what's that's what's such a piss off is why are we the only one that's getting these not real red cards? Because people do they just hate us? They hate us because they ain't us. I mean, I think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I look. I read uh, I read up on you know the the discipline stats of the the league so far this this year and mm-hmm. if we look at yellows for example like Ben McKendry is 19th in the league for yellows and if I if I'm looking at like which teams like there are three cavalry players in the top four like yeah. there are there are one two three four five Pacific players in the top 15 so like. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're drawing too many fouls. I think that the ones we are drawing obviously are like, I don't even want to say egregious, like, because they're not, those aren't, those are fake red cards, Johnny. Those yeah. are fake. Like, it's true. You know what? They're it's fake, fake news. You're it's right. fa- it's fake right. news, everybody. It's fake news out there. <laughs> Fluke cards. <laughs> Fluke cards. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to, I think we're going to get pick up more because every team picks up cards, you know, yeah. during the season. Um, do, like, do I know who it's going to be? I mean, it's, that's a dice roll. Um, Who's gonna get a red? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like maybe maybe Ben, maybe Suzuko. I don't I don't know. Like that's a that's I, a yeah. I, that, I, I can throw, see like I can see one of our center backs getting like two yellows in the game. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Going I think I think hard. for that question, I mean it's tough because I think we're just throwing darts in the dark and yeah, hopefully true. not hitting anybody. <laughs> so, I also like, don't want to think about it. So thanks for that one. Yeah, whoever put that in, <laughs> you 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 think about what you did. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit about under twenty one minutes. I yeah. mean, I, 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 whatever. We're, we'll we'll see more of Bahu's starting. I think you know. I, I assume we're probably going to lean on him pretty heavily for our under twenty ones. I think maybe, so. Which, and, and which hope, I'm hope, completely okay with. Like yeah, he's he's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we see Dacuña start coming good as well, so he can get some more minutes. I know after um, the bit of a shocker he had against Valor, we haven't really yeah. seen him since then. So. You know, maybe ease him back in. That could be nice as well. Yeah, you know, he's getting like yeah. the he's getting like the the Dark Knight Batman treatment. Yeah. They're like they're like training him in a cave somewhere. <laughs> so that when he comes back, it's like he's ready to rock. So exactly. So yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one last one. This is a fun <laughs> okay, one. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> what color is the mailbag? <laughs> How many questions can fit in it? Can Can you use it in a fight? Is it waterproof? How many pockets does it have? These are real mailbag <laughs> questions, ladies and gentlemen. That is an excellent question. Uh, you know, I've had a little bit of, uh, I mean, you know, I see the mailbag questions basically day of. So um, I like to think it's a, uh, a Carhartt Legacy Brief Deluxe. Um, why, you guys might be asking. I mean, aside from the cool name, because it's a sweet name. Uh, first of all, it looks kick-ass. It's like leather and like, you know, sweet straps. Uh, it's definitely going to be good in a fight. Uh, the top review on Amazon said that it was, quote, made tough, tough <laughs> material, tough straps and hooks, tough zippers. It can, <laughs> it can take abuse. If that, and hooks. If, if, if that doesn't describe Ottawa sports fans, I don't know what does. It yeah, can take no, abuse. I think that's... <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's pretty uh, damn accurate. Yeah, and I mean, I it's like got, the, the bad, this bad boy has tons of pockets for all of our future hardware. Um, <laughs> you know, it's water resistant, which means all the York tears when they lose on Tuesday will slide right off. Slide right um, off. So I suppose, in summary, I did way too much research about messenger bags for this question. <laughs> <laughs> Carhartt Legacy Breeze Deluxe. You heard yeah, it here first. But now I have to buy one. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> those will be. We'll sneak those into some, uh, some uh, promos. And uh, I, you know, Carhartt executives, if you're listening, you know, if you want to sponsor us, that's also cool too. <laughs> CCSG Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a gr- what a great question, though. <laughs> that is a good one. That is uh, a good one. Here's a, a uh, here's a here's a topic we didn't get to touch last week. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Du- the dub. Oh, How was God. the dub this past weekend? It sounded real fucking nice on the television. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. like holy holy shit. The dub yeah. this game. Um, you know, it's a it's a Saturday at six p.m. The sun was kind of starting to peak down below the horizon. It was warm. Uh, you know, it's perfect weather. Not too much wind. And mm. then. Like, man, you can hear the passion on the broadcast because, like, I sit in the dub uh, with, you know, obviously all the rest of the CCSG folks. Um, so it's 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 one thing to be there because it was incredible. Like, people were just off the charts, crazy happy. Everyone's having a good time. The players were like, when the team plays well, I think that you, it, it, it almost like leeches into the dub. Where oh, it really does. We're yeah. just, we're so happy to see things coming together because... Yeah. We have a history of things not coming together. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I think it, I mean it was bumping. Like honestly, it got so loud that um, after the game, I think three or four of the players even tweeted about the dub. Like you had they Malcolm did. Shaw, Ollie Bassett, um, uh, some of the other players. Like you had those guys literally saying like, "Thank you guys for giving two hundred percent because yeah. we, you know, it helps us." And you know, again, we've talked about it. Like this isn't Anfield. This isn't you know Emirates Stadium or whatever. Like. But we were able to encourage the guys so much that I think it helps them play the game uh, at home because it's like a, it's like a homecoming for them. Like every time we play there, they know yeah. that they have, you know, 100, 200 fans in the dub that are like so committed to this team. And they know the players and they're chanting the players and they're chanting about the, the play that just got done. And we're yelling at the subs because they suck uh, for the other team. <laughs> not, not our subs. Our subs are great. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, it's like it's like it's like a concert, right? As far yeah. as like the energy, the vibes like keep reverberating back and forth. And I mean, you know, a, a, an energized supporters group makes the team play better, better, and then a, the team playing better makes, makes the supporters yeah. group sound better as well. We talk, I mean, we talked about every little trick. The the, the crowd just started oh. going nuts. And I mean, you get you get that happening all night. It's just it's just good vibes all around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I got I have to give a very special shout out to CCSG's very own Billy Strathy. Billy tarps off Billy. Billy. So at halftime, I went to get a beer and I'm walking back and Billy comes up to me. He's like, Pat, I'm going tarps off in the second half. And I was like, oh, okay. And then sure enough, front and center, he's just like shirt off, standing on his chair, helicoptering. Like I thought he was, he was helicoptering his scarf so hard. I thought he was going to get lift. Like he was just loving it. Legendary. Uh, Billy, we love you. So does the club. Like what an excellent display of like just passion for the team. You've seen the photographs on, I think, I think, I think even Ollie had quote tweeted the photograph of it with his review of the game. And I'm like, how funny is it? Like this ended up being the tweet that he quote tweeted (laughs) just billy the ledge tarps off helicoptering yeah it was uh it was it was good honestly the the dub was excellent um i feel like that as the summer heat you know comes we're gonna see uh we're gonna see more and more and more of that so i mean (laughs) billy feel free to do that in the future as well we love you do it up baby do it up baby all right next matchup 
All right. V-Cup matchup. First of all, coming tonight, the, the morning that you listen to this, roll the sound clip. <laughs> Romantic in legend, the real man staggered under packs which weighed more than he did. Chilled and bitten, ruptured by their loads or drowned by rapids, many a voyageur lies buried on the trail he opened west. But their roots became our roads, and their endurance and pluck, our heritage. Man, you gotta you gotta love those like <laughs> National Film Board Canadian Heritage Minute audio from like our childhood and our parents' childhood. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it's the most Canadiana thing I think that exists on the planet. So I love it. Uh, you love it. I so love Voyager's it. Cup playing yep. York at Lansdowne tomorrow. Uh, well, today for you guys listening, um, they're fresh off a one nothing win against Forge, which Good arguably, win. I mean, I arguably I think it should have been a tie. That was a shit offside call, but like. Yeah, like all well, this, I didn't. I'm not gonna. Lie, I didn't watch the game. When I say when I say good win, I mean you know beating Forge is a good win. It is a good win, but like not the way that they did it. I don't think yeah. they did anything special, and yeah. they got they got lucky that that shitty offside call was was not well. It wasn't spotted. I guess I did see um, the tears about that on Twitter, by the way. So just in case anyone was wondering if we were the only people that complained about the referee, we're not. And stop yeah, pretending like exactly, we are. Exactly. Stop pretending like we yeah. are. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, so yeah, so uh, off of you know they they got they're 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 a little too inflated than they should be off of their win. So they're what do you think is going to happen? I think uh, what's I, their I, attitude coming to I mean, I think they're going to come in confident. Um, yeah. They're going to come in with arguably the same mindset that they came into last game when we played them last week. So yeah. um, you know they're familiar with how we played that game, but I don't think they've seen it to the level that we pulled it off against Pacific. And I think that honestly, if we play as strongly as we did on Saturday and we do a little bit of maybe drills loose, you know, to, to make, you know, today and tomorrow, um, for, for finishing, I think we're going to come away with a W finally against shitty York. So, uh, good luck boys tomorrow, uh, today. Um, but, uh, but I do think we can, we can get it. We can get a dub. Um, there is a supporters March for those of you interested in uh, joining us. So from the Senate, uh, tavern. Mm -hmm. So the details are all across social media. Um, I think it's 5 PM or 6 PM. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, Sports March along with uh, the rest of the folks from CCSG. Yep. We're going to be walking down to Lansdowne. I will be mm. there. Uh, Johnny will be there in spirit. In spirit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure he'll be watching the game at home and, and fist pumping the air when we like absolutely blow out York. You know what? You know what? I'm expecting it. So if you would also like to be there when buying tickets, enter CCSG promo section for tickets in the dub. Be in the best supporter section in the league. We say it every week. It just gets truer and truer every week. If you listen to if you listen to the broadcast, you know everyone exactly. who listens knows. Exactly. We would we would push the uh, the the pre York hot stove, but it's about to happen in a couple <laughs> minutes as we're recording right now. So we will, however, hawk the hot stove for yeah. our upcoming match. Tune yeah. in on Friday for the CCSG pre match hot stove on the Twitter space. That is for the game on Saturday, which I believe is away. At this, Forge FC. At Forge, yep. So next episode will be a double episode. It will be. So, you know, t- you guys are getting best bang for your buck this week. A two double for header. The pri- two for the price of none, which is, you. I don't think you're paying for this anyway. If you <laughs> if you are, we're not getting it. You should probably stop it. <laughs> I don't know who you're paying, but 
Or, I mean, if you want to give us money, I can, you know, <laughs> we can set up a Patreon too. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been After the Whistle. Patrick, do you have any, any last words? Uh, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm stoked for the game tomorrow or today for you, for you guys listening. Yep. Um, we need to, we need to bring it. It's a Tuesday night. I know mm-hmm. everyone has work on Wednesday, but we gotta, we gotta bring the noise, uh, especially after Saturday. These cup games, night, nighttime cup games, these are the things that we live for. So show up, show out, and go Tarps off. Isn't that right? <laughs> that is right. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen.